0: Equal housing opportunity.
3: There's an old adage, continue to do what you've done, you'll get what you've got. We cannot continue to do what we have done over the last number of weeks. Many of us, understandably, have developed a little cabin fever. Some, I would argue, have developed a little amnesia. Uh, others have just, frankly, taken down their guard. Uh, and I understand that. Do you?
4: All- I was discussing it at an early dinner.
3: Not that
2: that matters. So that's the governor of California who's in the midst of a recall threat. So th- it hasn't happened yet, right? Not enough signatures yet. Uh, I, no, the deadline is the middle of March. And what's amazing is I've lived through one of these already. When Arnold Schwarzenegger ended up the governor of California, they recalled their dull, dull governor at the time. But I don't remember how it works. So if, if... And the recall, is there a vote to recall and then you're out and then you have an election to see who's governor? Or do you you run again? How does it work?
4: I think, well, I, we could ask Kevin Faulkner, who was the uh, mayor of San Diego, among other positions, through his career until recently... He was termed out and has announced that he is going to run for governor. Indeed, if Gavin Newsom is recalled, Kevin joins us now. How are you, sir?
3: Gentlemen, great to be back with you. I'm doing great. Thank you. Cool. So refresh our
4: memories. Is there first the recall vote?
3: Yeah, I think we are going to be in a recall situation. You correctly pointed out that the deadline here in California is the middle of March to get about 1.5 million signatures. I believe that is absolutely going to happen because of the anger and frustration towards uh, our existing governor right. and by the way that's that's across the spectrum fair Democratic enough because he's an
4: absolute idiot but then is <laughs> the if that's successful is the election for who takes his place like the next day or a month later i don't remember
3: yeah. no that's right it's on the same ballot so oh, the first okay. question is, shall the governor be recalled and then the list of candidates below so oh okay
2: uh, it all goes together we'll, and then when would that probably happen
3: i guess everybody's best guess is sometime uh, in the late summer or fall
2: so uh we
4: both live in California. It is in many ways an astoundingly beautiful and interesting slice of planet Earth and has a history full of awe-inspiring innovation, uh, creativity and energy. On the other hand, most of that's gone and it's a bit of a crap heap in a lot of ways. How screwed up do you think California is?
3: Well, look, we're heading in the wrong direction, and I've been very vocal about that, um, and particularly over the last several years. And, you know, as I announced that it's time for a comeback in California and to take on, you know, the failed status quo that, that Newsom represents, and, it, and it's across the board. And, and, you know, I'm glad you've been talking about schools not reopening in California because, look, they're, they're opening safely across this country and other states. Private schools are open in California, and yet our kids are getting put farther and farther behind Uh, because our schools haven't safely reopened. It's time to open our schools now, not a week from now or a year from now. Um, And all the other issues that, you know, folks are really just at their wits' end in California. Homelessness, our jobs that are leaving to other states. You know, uh, public safety, I did not defund the police <laughs> as mayor of San Diego. I increased the budget because guess what? We want safe neighborhoods, and it works.
2: Well, I remember it was last year in the Bay Area is where I first thought saw the stat or over half the people were considering moving in the next year, and I wondered if that's ever happened in human history. Anywhere in the planet at any era where half the people were considering leaving in the next year. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing.
3: It's amazing and it's real. Unfortunately, and and look, we're, we're you know I love our great state. We're, we're, we 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 a natural beauty, some of the best entrepreneurs, right? And you know the, the California dream is is still there. But to see so many folks, jobs, companies, families that you know can't stay because they're going to get taxed out of existence. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's the type of change that we need to make. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot take California companies for granted because guess what? They have a choice to locate to other states. How about a governor that says, we want your jobs here? How about a governor that says, it's important for us to grow our economy and not take it for granted?
4: So Kevin is a pretty moderate uh, Republican. That's the way I would describe you. Are you going to run with an R-next-year name or independent or, or does it matter?
3: Yeah, it, it, I, I don't think it matters. And look, I am a proud Republican. I'm a proud Republican who's won in a majority Democratic city in San Diego, and was able to do all the things that I'm, you know, I'm proud of. The only big city in California where we reduced homelessness the last two years by double digits. Why? Because as we've talked about in the past, I did not allow tents on our sidewalk. I think that, you know, condemns folks to die on your sidewalk. We're better than that. And so, look, I, I think what Californians want—they're less interested in, in partisanship. To your point. I think they want somebody who's going to roll up their sleeves and get the job done. And I don't, know, don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent. It's, let's turn this state around. Let, let's get us back on track.
2: So if they get enough signatures on the ballot, and then it's uh, officially, okay, we're going to have a recall election, and they schedule the election, the people that are officially running, will you all debate each other?
3: I I think that'll probably be the case, Uh, but I think, as he also mentioned, uh, in a recall situation, we are likely to have. That's that's right. uh, I now remember. two hundred and
4: ten
2: candidates. You remember Arnold Schwarzenegger debating? uh, What's her name (laughs) from who ran HuffPo? Remember her, Ariana Huffington. Huffington. Yeah. And then uh, well, Gary Coleman, porn yeah, stars. Yeah, Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So, okay, we got
3: that to look forward there, to. There was, a, there was a few candidates.
4: Yeah. Kevin Faulkner's on the line. He was the mayor <laughs> of San Diego until fairly recently, and he's running to be the uh, new governor of California. Uh, would you like to say anything unkind about the other two major candidates who have announced John Cox or Chamath Palahapataya?
3: <laughs> no. Look, guys, I think we're going to have a lot of folks jump in, but I, I do think... Um, you know, what Californians have seen is, is a lack of competence and they're looking for somebody uh, who can run you know, a major American city, got results like we did in San Diego, and the type of person that could say again, I, I want Republicans Democrats to say, let's put our, the best interests of our state forward and actually not be afraid to make decisions and, and to get things done and so, you know, all of these all of these issues that we care so deeply about, they're just, they're not going the right way in California and you know, I have some success of, of bringing some folks together and, as I said, getting results. Wouldn't that be something?
4: Well, here's a rubber meets the road issue for you, and California's rollout of the vaccine has been awful. But uh, as I am a fair man, I will point out it's been awful around the globe. Uh, any thoughts on how to streamline it and get it get shots into arms?
3: Well, that's exactly it. And, you know, the, the, the fact that we are the most innovative state, uh, I'm a little biased, obviously, in the country, uh, but the fact that we were so woefully unprepared for the vaccines when they came out. And so, you know, one of the biggest things and why you've seen that, that, that real anger in California is because we continue to have not just the conflicting COVID rules with open and close and businesses with no science behind it, but the fact that we are one of the, the worst states in the country, the worst in the country of, of a rollout because we did not have the planning, the preparation and the logistics. We all have the same goal. Let's get those needles in everybody's arm. But the fact that it was so slow in California, the bureaucracy, it's just unacceptable.
5: Yeah, to
4: quote the clip we played from old Gavin, uh, quit doing the same thing or you're going to get the same result. Former San Diego mayor, Kevin Faulkner, running for uh, governor of the most populous state in the union. I'm sure we'll have more chances to talk. Kevin, uh, good to talk. Thanks.
3: Thank you, gentlemen. Yep.
2: I had come – somehow I would blanked that out of my mind. So when California had the recall election, and I don't know how much of it – Arnold running drove the craziness and made it feel more like, oh, I guess anybody can be involved. That definitely added to the circus atmosphere. But Ari- yes. Ari- Ariana Huffington, who was like nowhere in the polls and never had a shot, but she was so loud. Yeah. Well, she and a I celebrity, think... she she kind of like got a lot of attention. And then yeah, you I had to Gary... the top five in the polls who debated or something like that. And you had Gary Coleman. Right. Who has Some... since passed? Yes. Okay. So he can't run for governor.
4: No. Uh, the porn girl is probably not doing porn. He can vote anymore. for
2: Joe Biden, though, no, couldn't he?
4: Oh, a dead guy, I guess. Yes. Yeah, good. Oh, uh, yeah. So it will be a, a zoo in all probability. On the other hand, there's a lot at stake. You know, oh, I'd li- say. Listen, yeah. Kevin's running for office, so he's got to be positive about, you know, the state he's running for. I get that, but we're the leader in innovation. Texas is sitting back. 10 gallon hat, cigar in oh. mouth saying, ha, 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 sure you are. Well, here comes another corporation. Bluey, bluey, bluey. I assume everybody in Texas behaves that way.
2: <laughs> Play that one Chamath, clip. This is another guy that's running for governor with his little uh, report card. 18. Play 18
6: again. In terms of quality of life, highest homelessness in the country, worst graduation rate in the country, around 17% of students in California don't graduate. The worst slash highest cost of living in the country and the worst wildfires in the country, 1.8 million plus acres burned.
2: Other than that, looking pretty good. That's just complete,
4: utter nonsense. (laughs) I I don't think it is, Gabby. (laughs) Gabby boy, creepy, creepy Gavin Newsom. (laughs) That's Shamath Palahapataya, who's a Sri Lankan American
5: venture capitalist, engineer, politician, and the founder and CEO of Social Capital. He's also a part-time food reviewer. Here he is reviewing uh, the French Laundry, the ah. restaurant that Gavin Newsom dined in during a, any- a late dinner, uh, and
2: we, uh, you know, we had an early dinner. But- oh, oh, an early, oh, early. Oh, oh, never
5: mind then. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Anybody. Oh yeah. So here's Chamath reviewing, uh, the, the food that you might get at such, such a place.
6: Anybody who wants, who's listening to this, who wants to go to the French Laundry, stay at home, pour a bunch of salt on whatever you're going to eat. Okay. <laughs> melt a stick of butter yeah, in the microwave. Melt a stick of butter in the microwave. Drink
2: it.
7: And then basically
6: take
2: $1,500, light it on fire. You've been to the French Laundry.
6: <laughs> trash. That place is f***ing trash. <laughs>
3: That's wow. just complete utter nonsense.
2: Oh god, that's great. Wow.
4: <laughs> wow. You know, I'm reading up about old uh, uh Champe. Um, he said in the past in in 2017 that for ethical reasons he regretted helping Facebook become the largest social media platform. He said, the short-term dopamine-driven feedback loops that we have created are destroying how society works. No civil discourse, no collaboration, misinformation, mistruth, and it's not an American problem. This is not about Russian ads. This is a global problem. It's eroding the core foundations of how people behave by and between each other.
2: Interesting guy. Yeah, I'd say so. That's good As stuff is Kevin them.
4: Faulkner. John Cox is also
5: running. We talked to him back in the day. I don't find him very exciting. You need more former celebrities in this. That's what my history of recalls in this state have taught me.
2: Yeah, exactly. More former celebrities. More D-list yes. celebrities. Um, Elon Musk uh, got another rocket going, and which has got another funny name, uh, among other things we oh, can talk about. Oh, yeah. Not <gasps> childish. Which team are your favorite celebrities rooting for in the Super Bowl? Oh. Uh, who doesn't want that list? What? The new spokesman for the State Department has got a heck of an interesting social media pass. Uh, to tell. Oh, yeah. Quite a story. Stay tuned for all that.
1: Armstrong and Getty The Armstrong and Getty Show.
6: In his
3: absence, Bezos will be turning over the reins to the company's longtime cloud computing boss, Andy Jassy. Now, I know nothing about Jassy other than his last name rhymes with sassy. And sassy Jassy sounds good to me.
4: His first name's Andy, so he's Randy Andy, the sassy Jassy.
2: What the what? So anyway, that's the person that's going (gasps) to run Amazon now that uh, Jeff Bezos has stepped down. Which, I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but...
5: Uh, and uh, to the point that Joe made earlier, it's notable that the the guy who was in charge of the Amazon Web Services, kind of their their computing side of things, is the guy put in charge, right? We, mm-hmm. we think of Amazon as oh, the place that sends me my toilet paper on a on a schedule. It's practically Amazon's hobby, yeah. That package stuff that yeah. they're
4: known for with their gigantic distribution centers, compared to the profit, their cloud computing and, and I'm, computer I'm services. I'm completely unaware of Wayne this. does. Yeah,
2: this is all completely new news to me. Just reaffirming how little I know about anything. Uh, the Biden State Department spokesman, Jelena Porter. Who's the uh, Secretary of State now?
5: Abe Lincoln. Uh,
4: did you just use the first initial of Anthony
5: Blinken and uh, run it together? Uh, well, on Twitter he goes by A. Blinken. So I say Abe Lincoln is on Twitter. And I feel like we need to let people know this. Do you feel like you might be misleading people in a subtle way? In what way? All right. A Blinken <laughs> showed me the lie. A Blinken is on Twitter.
2: <laughs> so the spokesman a too. for A Blinken, yes. Uh I gave you her name. I won't give it to you again cuz I'd have to scroll up. Anyway, she had tweeted uh, a couple of years back, 2015, 2016, I'm sorry, a Facebook post. The largest threat to US national security are US cops. She said in her Facebook post, not ISIS, not Russian hackers, not anyone or anything else. If y'all don't wake up and rise up to this truth, the genocide against blacks in America will continue until we are near extinct. Okay.
4: So that's every bit as crazy as old Marjorie Taylor Greene. absolutely. freaking yeah, I mean, it's from the same playbook. absolutely. freaking
2: <clears throat> But one everybody's talking about. You, you mentioned uh, off the air. That- yeah, I saw this yesterday, a list of... News outlets that led with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's the Republican congresswoman who's uh QAnani and says crazy stuff.
4: Yeah, led with, meaning that was their number one story.
2: Yeah, uh, like every cable show that's not on Fox, every show on CNN and MSNBC all led with. Mm-hmm. New York Times a website, Washington Post website, there were several others. Just everybody led with her. Wow. As if she's the number one story in America. I mean, that's some pretty out-there stuff from the State Department spokesman. Right oh, there. yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy person. That's a militant. A radical. You're sure, uh, certainly out of mainstream uh, conversation. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, who are your favorite celebrities rooting for in the Super Bowl? No, 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 no. You don't want that? No. There's no time for crap like that. Brad Pitt grew up in Missouri, so he's rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't care. I didn't. Know that's nice. Griffin. Yeah, that's fascinating. I think what happens with sports teams a lot. I've done this myself. Is if you can come up with any tangential reason that you could possibly root for the the hot team at the time. I drove by that stadium once. You do. Yeah. My roommate in college was you know was from there. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Was Brad Pitt a Chiefs fan before Patrick Mahomes showed up? I don't care, by the way. I'm pro-bandwagon. I say, why root for a bad team? Wait huh. till the team is good and root for them. If they turn bad, stop rooting for
4: You're them. You're a fake fan. Yes. You want, uh, you want
2: my support? Try winning. Rooting for a bad team seems like a complete waste of time. It's like, rooting, it's like rooting for a bad TV show. All the stars left, the plot's dumb, <laughs> but I'm going to stick
5: <laughs> watching it because it's my TV show. It's like going into a diner and every day you order an omelet and they just put a, a rusty nail in there. Well, it used sure. to be it's going so, back. It used to be a fan. good restaurant, but it's oh my god. Not God. You, now you they don't serve.
2: understand. They got a new cook. If you had and to ask, good you normal. wouldn't understand. But you keep going to that restaurant because you're loyal? Because I grew up here.
4: <laughs> because it's a process. Winning is a process. You got to stick with them.
2: They, you have to stick with them. They're yes. the players. If they decide the team's no longer any good, they go to a different town. What now? <laughs> they do? <laughs> so you're
4: essentially just rooting for a shirt. Essentially. Yes. Well. The Chiefs have an exciting bunch of shirts these days, and I predict they win by 13. Ignoring the Armstrong and Getty rule, any sports prediction, you must bet one of your fingers. Barbaric! The sports predictions are so easy, and everybody makes them, nobody's ever held to account. You make a sports prediction, you're wrong, you lose
5: a finger.
2: Which finger? That's up to you. Can't even
5: be a toe? It's got to be a finger?
2: I think a thumb. I think he go thumb.
5: Oh, jeez. That's, that's, no.
2: no that's what separate, are you, an, L, an, an ape? What separates you from the beasts?
4: <laughs> Only for the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl, the World Series, those are thumb events.
1: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
0: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
7: That's 25% off at lifelock.com slash news. Identity theft protection starts here.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: We haven't talked about immigration really in a long time. It's interesting. It's a hot, hot topic. It kind of comes and goes. Usually something brings it on. Uh, then it's the hottest topic in America for a couple of weeks. Then it goes away again. And nothing gets solved.
3: I think no COVID, legislation.
4: <clears throat> combined with immigration downturn, combined with the Trump administration, just had firm policies so people yeah. didn't like show up claiming to be a refugee anymore it, it worked pretty effectively right uh, so it just wasn't much of a topic
2: but uh president biden signed three executive orders a lot of it overturning stuff that trump did yesterday and um that was poorly written he signed the executive orders yesterday trump didn't do them yesterday um and the immigration topic is back, and I was just doing a little research for this segment to talk about it, and I realized why I was so tired about it the last time I talked about illegal immigration. Uh, 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 and and yeah, illegal immigration. That's what I'm mostly interested in. That's what most people are interested in, in terms of trying to stop, mm-hmm. but just trying to do the research to talk about this. I couldn't find anything where they didn't blur the lines constantly between legal and illegal immigration to make their point. How immigration helps our nation? Uh, 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 a majority of Americans think immigration helps the country. Yes, yes, <laughs> we do. I do too. How many people think illegal immigration helps the country? Not very many at all. No, no. Utopians, activists. Have you ta- heard Joe Biden talk any about illegal immigration and how you're going to stop it from happening? And we have all, somewhere around 20 million illegal immigrants in the, in this country. What kind, of, what kind of way is that to run a country? That's crazy. How many people are you going to have come in? Just however many decide to come. We have no policy whatsoever. Just whoever decides to come. Right. And what skill level and what, what skills are they going to bring? Doesn't matter. Whatever. Anybody from anywhere, just however many wants to come, find fine. What it's fine if they're process. dangerous
4: criminals? You're a racist.
2: That's obviously a stupid policy. Oh, yeah. And then immediately, if you start to get in any pushback on any of this, you get into the you're a racist conversation. No wonder we stopped talking about it. It's so tiring. Yeah, it is. And You're so I haven't heard anything in the last couple of days while the left wing media cheers everything Biden do and finally we're back to. Caring about immigration and the, the, the bring us your tired and hungry masses or whatever all that stuff is. Okay, what are you going to do about illegal immigration? Yay, we're not bringing the wall. We're not building the wall anymore. The stupid, stupid wall. Are you going to do anything about the flow of the illegal immigration? Or, or is our policy still going to be whoever just wants to come here comes here? And if your school ends up being half Spanish speaking and the teachers can't deal with it and you can't teach kids and it just randomly happened, it's no policy. It's no government policy. Nobody mm-hmm. voted on it. Nobody discussed it. It just happened. That's Still okay? No, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely a ridiculous way to run a country. Well said. Yep,
4: It's indefensible as a strategy. It's not a strategy. Senior administration official said, President Trump was so focused on the wall, he did nothing to address the root causes of why are people coming to our southern border? You know, if you wanted to make a broad foreign policy argument that we ought to help out Central America somehow... So it's not as violent and poor and disease-ridden and so many people want to come to our country.
2: We can discuss that. Boy, that's a thorny, 400-level college discussion, though.
4: And going to be crazy expensive, no matter what you do. On how much tax
2: money I should pay to make sure that various South American countries have a better government.
4: Right, that Honduras is a nice place to live. But So, again, I'm willing to have the discussion, but it is complicated and expensive to... Make a statement that implies it's obviously what we need to do is crazy. So let me let me finish the statement. President Trump was so focused on the wall, he did nothing to address the root causes of why are people coming to our southern border? It was a limited, wasteful, and naive strategy, and it failed. People continue to migrate to the United States, even today, because of it. President Biden's approach is to deal with immigration comprehensively, fairly, and humanely. That is a word salad. People continued coming to the southern border because of the border wall and t- continue because of Trump's terrible strategy. That's a bizarre thing to say. It's because they live in crappy places. They want to live in a better place. They maybe want uh, freedom and the rule of law or just better you know, uh, economic opportunities. And then I would do the same thing. I have no problem with that. But to act like Trump created that, that's just bizarre. And like NPR this morning saying, in the Trump administration, which forced asylum seekers to wait in Mexico, as if that was just unthinkable. Well, uh, no, you can't come in until we approve your application. You're supposed to apply at your local embassy. What part of that do you not understand?
2: I, uh, it's just, well, I do know the answer. The Republicans don't want to solve it. Because they'd rather argue about it and raise money off of it. It's it's such a failure of our government. It's not hard, and it can be as humane and fair as we want it to be. You get together, both parties, you study it, demographics, economics, all kinds of different things. How many people do you want from where with what skills? Pick a number and then allow that to happen and no more. Heck, take six months. And you could get... 90% of America to sign off on what I just said. Sure. Let's remind ourselves, how does the
4: refugee thing work? Okay. If you have to apply locally and somebody doesn't apply
2: locally, they don't get in. Simple as that. How many people from where with what skills do we want? Can't we have that conversation and come to a a number and then just allow that? Are we just going to continue? allow Whoever whoever sneaks in gets in. That's the way we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy.
4: A quick word from our friends at CarShield. Chilly time of year, and that's when a lot of car breakdowns happen. Thanks to Car Shield, you can have maximum safety on the road for a low month-to-month cost. They also protect you from expensive car repairs. In fact, plans from CarShield can save you thousands for a covered repair.
2: Yeah, I think this gives you an idea of how popular it is or how much people like Car Shield. Over a million drivers have been helped. It's the num- America's number one auto protection company at this point. That means it's good. And you should look into it. And whether you got, you know, you're just barely over your warranty when you when you bought your car, or way over your warranty, get rid of the worry when you sign up with CarShield. You can
4: take your car to your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. CarShield deals with the rest. Call 800-665-2157 and mention the code Armstrong. It's 800-665-2157. Or visit CarShield.com. Again, use the code Armstrong to save 10%. That's CarShield.com. Code Armstrong. A deductible may apply. CarShield.com.
2: Code Armstrong. Is there any, one more thing on this, is there any limit to how many low-skilled people we could have out of work that are U.S. citizens before you'd stop wanting to import more low-skilled labor competing for the jobs. Are you trying to say we already have enough poor people? We already have enough poor people. Why would we want to import more poor people? And it's not my obligation as a U.S. citizen to take care of people from other countries. I don't have to. I can if I want to be super generous, but there's
4: a limit to how generous you can be. Well, and there's a limit to the number of people. How many is enough? A million? I don't know. How about 10 million? How about a billion? How about 5 billion people (laughs) Coming into the United States without any sort of paperwork. Are you okay with five billion? No, that's too many. Let's talk about the number.
2: Let's pick a number then.
4: Right. And, you know, you also have to, and, and this is a beautiful example of the way economics really works. When you pervert a market, for instance, I will do that job and that job, but I will not do that job and those first two jobs aren't available the third one is but i will not take that job and i will take taxpayer money instead that's how you get to the point where unlike past generations americans aren't doing farm labor and so we have to import people to get the the crops picked any farmer will tell you that you can't hire americans number one it's too expensive uh, and number two, they just don't do the work. So why don't we have a temporary visa program? If we agree, I mean, and, and you know, getting back to the beginning of what I was saying, maybe we're not all going to agree that we need to import people. But if we agree, yeah, we probably do. Just Establish a
2: number. It's not that hard. But, again, both parties,
4: they don't want the solution. They want the issue.
2: So I was watching Cool Hand Luke the other night on Netflix. Mm, nice.
5: Between that and Rocky... Cool Hand Luke, they do an egg thing in that, right? Where they oh yeah, a bunch of eggs. Yeah, you're on a real uh, egg-eating movie classic kick here.
2: I may have run out theme. of them. Yeah. I may have run out of classic movies where they eat eggs, but multiple eggs with Rocky and yeah, exactly with Rocky and Cool Hand Luke. If anybody can come up with one more classic movie where they eat multiple eggs, hey, yeah, a trilogy,
4: not like, <laughs> not like just a, an omelet, but egg eaten is a is a plot point.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Huh, I'd have to think long and hard about that. Hey, no man can eat fifty eggs. I can. How long? A hour <laughs> says the great Paul Newman. He's so good in that movie. Anyway, the reason I bring it up um is uh a lot of the movie is centered on uh prison. These guys committed various crimes and they ended up in prison and they're out on a chain gang and they're uh they're in ditches whacking down weeds, you know, with a stick. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. And I just thought it's amazing how far we've gone from when we um, we would have prisoners do that sort of thing, and just thought that was you know unconscionably bad to make them do manual labor that other people were willing to do to make a living. Right? But you couldn't make somebody who committed a crime do it. Right. No now way. prisoners won't do it, and we won't even make we won't even make somebody do it who's like an able-bodied person who needs a job, and they'd get paid for it. They won't do it. We'll bring in somebody. We'll let somebody illegally come from another country, and then taxpayers will pay the person that doesn't want to knock down weeds in the ditch mm-hmm. to to look for a job that would fulfill their dreams, um, because it would just be too awful to make them do that.
4: And the taxpayers will also pay for all of the social programs and the schooling and the medication, et cetera, for those uh, folks we've imported uh, under the table to do the weed whacking.
2: It's amazing. It is amazing. You wouldn't think a, a society could change that much that fast.
4: It's a little perverse. Oh, speaking of that sort of thing, in inmates Oregon, Oregon crazy, uh, has just announced who's going to get the vaccine first.
2: I'm a gonna call my lawyer.
4: Oregon. I'm a gonna, gonna, gonna is going to. <laughs> I love that clip. We gotta play that just because it's so charming. It's so good. All right, so uh, let's see. Oregon vaccines. Oh, good-looking teenagers are more likely to break the law. What? Stay with us.
1: Armstrong. And
5: Getty show. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Вы берете телефон и говорите, я сейчас позвоню своему юристу. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna. I'm going to. <laughs>
4: Cute little Russian teen explaining how to get out of the clutches of Putin's secret
2: police. Who might end up doing hard labor like Cool Hand Luke uh, somewhere in Siberia, like old Navalny. Like I seeing
4: Navalny, yeah. Sentenced to two and a half years, plus the year he's already served, uh, plus a, a bonus poisoning.
2: Oh my God, though, but he's, isn't he being sent to a labor camp? I think so, yeah. 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 So yeah. I don't know how old he is. He's like my age. It's a little old to be doing hard labor in a... In a Soviet-style well, labor campaign. Yeah, and, they'll work,
4: beat, and starve them to death well, if they choose.
2: Well, that that's the other thing. He's got to be concerned at any moment that somebody's going to hit him in the back of the head with a club and say, ah, oh, you know, how prisons are. Ah, uh,
4: the shovel slipped. Yeah. Or just paint a little uh, polonium-6 on him or Apollonia-6 or whatever it was. God
2: dang it, that's amazing. You wouldn't think that could happen in the 21st century.
4: Yeah, I know it. I know it. Well, totalitarianism, it never goes away. It's a constant in human uh, history. Uh, to this very day, as is slavery, Uh, you know, notably enough. Uh, Who can forget the wranglings in Oregon over who should get the vaccine first and the endless meetings where they decided nothing but all came off as
2: super woke?
1: My word for today is um, decolonization. Mm. My word for today would be pensive.
2: And for me, the word today would be, um, I think somebody said compassion, but But also trust. Garbage. Mm, Nobody's word for the day was, are you blanking kidding me?
4: Yeah. How about get this done? How about get shots in arms? Well, as America's wackiest state uh, works to get available COVID-19 vaccine shots into the arms of Oregonians as quickly as possible, a new group of people has become immediately eligible for the vaccine. Inmates. A federal judge on Tuesday ordered the state to offer all inmates in uh, state correctional facilities a COVID-19 vaccine as they are in the state's Phase 1A group, which is currently eligible to get the vaccine. Uh, they say 25% of the inmates in Oregon, the state uh, prisons, have tested positive for the uh, the vid.
2: Ooh. One of the interesting things about Oregon, you got the crazy, crazy lefty politics. My word of the day is decolonization. Uh, you got all that stuff. And then the Republican Party in Oregon put out a statement, was it last week, that the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol was a false flag operation actually done by Antifa. The oh Republican boy. Party put that out as a statement. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
5: Not helpful.
4: And in a related story, barely, good-looking teenagers are more likely to break the law, says a study.
5: This makes sense.
4: Scientists, having watched lots of Disney movies, went into the study <laughs> thinking, no, ugly people are the bad guys. <laughs> Reacher, researchers have found that the phenomenon of the hot felon is grounded in fact, after a four-year study of
5: American adolescence. Why would it be more likely, though? You used to getting away with stuff. You can charm your way out of things.
2: Oh, okay. And
4: that's part of it. More than 700 high school students between 12 and 16 were asked to rate their attractiveness. And uh, Those who gave themselves a high score were later on the
2: uh, questioner. You rate your own attractiveness. Which, <laughs> yes. Which we've talked about before, where like 75, 75% 75 of people think they're above average. Yes. Which uh, doesn't work mathematically.
4: Yeah, you might be above the median. It's possible that there's a small group of people who are so homely they, you know, drag the median. Well, no, the median would be <laughs> I no think average. That no, I was that was opposite. <laughs> it was opposite. I got the math wrong. Anyway, uh, blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, the those who gave themselves a high score were found. To <laughs> one be sec-
2: one really unfortunate looking person doesn't count for five. No. Other people. How, unfortunately.
4: That's not the way it works. But average and median, I just got it backwards. I mean, Bill Gates walks into this room, the average net worth is, you know, $10 billion. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But the median net worth is significantly less. Uh, So uh, those who gave themselves a high score on attractiveness were found to be significantly more likely to get involved in drug dealing, vandalism, or shoplifting. Researchers from Bowling Green State University in Ohio predicted had predicted that people who considered themselves ugly would have low, had lower self-esteem and scored highest as troublemakers. It might have... M- Again, having watched Disney movies, if you are pretty, you are good.
2: I would want to drill down on this. It might have as much to do with the sort of person that would sign a test, I'm above average looking. Now, some people would legitimately be above average looking, and they're just, you know, self-aware enough... And uh, and not, uh, what is that called, where uh, you're being f- fake. Um, what's the term? Dang it. Uh,
4: when you're being
2: fake? No, you're, 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 you're pretending, oh, I, I, you know, like the guy, I'm not a very good golfer. False modesty. Yeah, yeah it's not I mean. false modesty. You no. just get, you know, I am above, above average looking. I, real. Yeah. I, I got yeah. nothing there. It's not, but there would be a crowd there that's not above average looking that thinks they are. That might be your criminal right there.
5: That is probably true. What they their determined... Their criminal bad boy streak that makes
4: them more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> what they determined was uh, the attractive uh, attract larger groups of friends applying more peer pressure. Hmm. Um, keep hmm. in mind, we're talking about 12 to 16-year-olds. That's year olds. interesting. We've hypothesized it has to do with popularity and friendships. Most types of offending behaviors are committed in groups. Hmm. So it's likely an outcome of the fact that being pretty equals more friends and social connections, which in turn results in more opportunities for
2: offending. Well, that's interesting, you know, um, uh, versus like you're kind of a loner, don't fit in, don't have any friends, which you would think might turn you to want to rebel against society or not care. In some
4: ways, but not the crimes they studied. Uh, There is, however, uh, some upside in being a good-looking criminal. Previous studies have found that judges are more. more... in the in the pen. No, they've found that judges are more lenient when sentencing attractive defendants than ugly ones.
2: That doesn't surprise me. That's yeah. just that's the well, we've talked about it a lot with the governor of California. That's just a study after study have shown that you know it intuitively from your own life. You make assumptions about attractive people that they're more competent just right. all the way around. And they might eventually
4: undo that assumption,
2: but you assume they're competent. It takes a long time to figure out a good a really good-looking guy or a really good-looking woman is a dope takes a long time for your brain to, to, to like, comprehend that. Right. They they can't be a dope. Look how well-dressed they are and how hot they are. Yeah. No, but they didn't, then you spend enough time with you realize, wow, they are just not that smart.
3: Uh, and we, uh, you know, we, we had an early dinner, but... Again, <laughs> dumb as a
4: dog right there, and I apologize to dogs. Oh, hey, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get to the uh, the case of the serial sperm donor. Oh boy, that's it's, a good one. Um, it's uh, gone crazy in the Netherlands where this took place. They think this guy might have hundreds, like four, five, six hundred children. And and one of the where it really hit home to me is on dating sites, people keep running into their their half siblings.
0: Oh boy, hmm. that's not
4: good. Yeah, this one gal like two, three
2: times. The nether regions in the Netherlands. That's, oh, that's
6: skillful. Among other stuff. Are you proud of that?
2: Going
1: up. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
6: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste.